Hey guys, it's Tim Gillette, and we're back with another Tim Gillette show here uh, today. I know I'm just doing a ton of them today uh, because I've got so many great people who are friends in my life. And after all, I want to reach 100 interviews in 30 days. Why? Because number one, I want to get to know some new people like the last couple I've gotten to know personally for the first time. But today's guest or this hour's guest is someone who I've got quite a personal history with, let's just say. Um, we go all the way back to, I think last week, no, we go all the way back so long that I think we can finish each other's sentences. Um, and in the pre-broadcast, the first thing we do is we ask about each other's families because we care and know, each one of us know each other's families. Uh, to the point, he knows my kids. I even know some of his kids. It's just the way it is. But Paul Fink is our guest today, and Paul Fink is the Maverick Millionaire. I've known Paul back uh, about seven years, I think we've known each other, and he is an influencer, all right, and a personal coach, uh, business coach, a, a mastermind guru, if you want, all right? Paul is just the man I have always led people to when they say, you know, listen, I, I really don't have a business plan, but I want to be successful. Paul has taken more of those people and made them successful than you want to know. And we're going to find out a little bit about him today. So let's bring him on screen here. Mr. Paul Fink. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. What, what was that term? The, the guru something or other? What? Uh, yeah. The master guru. <laughs> the master, master guru, guru maker. <laughs> yeah. I've been around enough of them to know that's not necessarily who I want to be all the time. Yes. Ah, I see. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. So, Paul, first of all, all right, we're going to ask this on the show because um, you and I go personal back, personal, personal. Yeah. So how's, how's, how's Deborah doing? Uh, good. Uh, and for those of you that do not know, uh, Deborah is my wife. Uh, my wife of, uh, we started dating 34 years ago. You're old. Uh, <laughs> the last last month or something like that. Um, yeah, it's uh, oh, a while ago. And uh, just my soulmate and the person that drives me that is, uh, I'd be lost without her. And we have a scare and had a scare recently. Uh, mm -hmm. So she was diagnosed with a uh, big mass in her chest, found out it was a sarcoma in her pulmonary artery that was the size of a baby alien. And uh, they went in and did open heart surgery on her last uh, three weeks ago yeah. and pulled the big mass out. And now she's going to start on chemo and everything looks great. It's um, It wears on you. It wears on you mentally and physically. And, uh, you know, we're really optimistic. Everything looks good. Uh, they pulled out the the mass, and um, she's she's uh, alive. And every day we go, "You're alive!" Yeah. Oh my gosh! And I, I'm thankful uh, to hear that, by the way. And and it's it's one of those things that you you don't you you forget to appreciate mm -hmm. just waking up. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather used to say, two feet above ground is better than two feet underground," and we've learned to really appreciate that in the last couple months as this became a reality in our world and then was diagnosed properly and effectively and surgery and night before surgery, uh, we all said goodbye uh, because you, you just don't know. 
And it was uh, one of the scariest things I've I've ever lived through. Yeah. And I didn't mean so, to start the show on a downer, but my heart goes out. Yeah. You know, I mean, we we I mean, we go back yeah. to what we do. We know each other's kids, we know each other's wives, and it's we're family, you know. And yeah. And 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 I wanted and in sharing this, I'm I'm open book, and you know that, Tim. Yeah. I, you know, ask me anything, come and and get in my face about anything, talk to me, communicate, and I've I've lived a a, a, a diverse life, if you will, experienced mm-hmm. a lot of things, and every time I go through something like this, it helps me grow and develop, and I share it to inspire others that. Um, you know, and I don't, can, can we just be a little pro profanity in the, in the room? A here? Is that bit, okay? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm okay with so, it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, shit happens to everybody and, and it happens to everybody. Uh, my belief is it happens to everybody fairly equally. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of how we handle it. It's a matter of how we, we deal with it and how we respond to it. That makes the difference in our life. And so much of my history has proven that. So much of my history has has given me the strength to keep moving forward and to say, okay, so here's another phase in our journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's how we approach it and whether it's going to get us, get us down, mm-hmm. uh, beat us up, uh, pull us off track, or whether it inspires us to be even greater. Mm-hmm. And that is almost everything that you face in your world you can have those two responses. Mm-hmm. It's the fight or flight. And so what's going to really be the key for you? Uh, and so this was an, another amazing experience that really hit home with all that. And and I've seen you and you've seen me through some tough times over the past six, seven years. We've yeah. known each other. And it's, it's you know, I, I got to say, you know what I mean? You're one of the most positive people I see. No matter what hits you, you're still optimistic. You know. All right. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, have we cried before? Yeah, we've cried, but you know what I mean? We're real. We're men. We're not, we're not trying to put on a facade and that's what I like about you, Paul. You're real. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, you, the, my emotions are there and yeah. I, I wear them on my, on my sleeve and say, okay, here's what I am. And, uh, some people, man, now, now that's not always a positive response sometimes because yeah. I am just who I am. And some people love it. Some people not so much. And some of the people that hated it, they learned to love it later because they learned who I really am and what I'm about. Ooh. But it, uh, just be real. Let's, just be let's talk about one of those emotional moments real quick. Can we? What was that? <laughs> let's talk about one of those emotional moments. Can we? You know oh, where I'm going. Yeah. You know where I'm going. Yeah. Go right ahead. Paul and hold I. On, had- hold, on, hold on. So the the possible death of my wife wasn't the emotional moment in this in this story. Right. This is it. Is that what you're telling me? No, no. But this goes back to how cemented we are as friends true, and how emotions. True. Yes, we are emotional men, but we are both. Both of us are kind of alpha male type people, but we're both caring and loving towards those around us, including each other. And um, I mean, a, a couple months ago, Paul was scheduled to speak at my event and his mother-in-law was passing away. Our father-in-law, father-in-law, father-in-law. father-in-law. Yeah. And he last yeah. minute couldn't make it. And he called me, Tim, I'm, I'm sorry. I've, I mean, you wouldn't believe how I apologize, Tim. I'm sorry. I got to let you down. And it's it's huge. 
But that goes back even further. Many, many years ago, uh, we were we were. At you know, and, and just as pause on that, do you know yeah. that the first gig up until the recent uh, challenges that we're having in, right in now, the world, yeah. that was the first gig I've ever missed mm -hmm. in whatever it's been 13, 14 years as a speaker. Yeah, uh, first gig I've ever missed. Yeah. I will go through hell and back to make sure I'm there, I'm on time, and I'm present full out. Yes. And that that was the first. And I just, I had to be there for my wife. My wife was having a hard time with what was going on with her father. And um, and it was eminent. And we we had to change plans, in, oh, you know, instantly. And so. and Paul, I also, though, but I wanted, you know, where I'm, where I'm going with it, too. Yeah. And yeah. As many years ago, I was at a function. And Paul and I always, when we see each other at functions, are always joking around with each other. I mean, always. It is our thing that they know the two of us are playing some joke on somebody or each other. Um, you you got to have fun wherever you are. Yeah, you, Come on. We, we are the example of have fun no matter where you go. <laughs> um, so basically at that event, I was doing some, some labor work at the event and I'd hurt my back and Paul didn't know it. Because again, we joke around and goof around like it's nothing all the yeah. time. So had no, he had no idea because I wasn't, the, the staff knew I was hurting. But most of the people at the event, Paul was just a vendor at the event. He was not a staff member. And, and he didn't it, know it. Earlier, and it was earlier in the day. So I didn't see you for the last few yeah. hours, whatever it was, yeah. while you were doing this. Yeah. And uh, and also realized that uh, both Tim and I are, are physical people. Yeah. Uh, so so you, you get near us. We are going to touch you at one point or another. And it, not to get funny about it, but we're, we're huggers. We're, we're like to... We're, to touch, hug, laugh, and yeah, we're not just huggers; we're bear huggers to each yeah, other. <laughs> yeah, well, not just to each other, but I mean to to everyone around us. Yeah. It's man to say hello and goodbye is a full time job with us because yeah. we're hugging everybody in the room. Yeah, it is. It's like if we're leaving a function, all right, all right. It's it's an hour to start saying yeah. goodbye for us. Yeah. We got to say goodbye and hug everybody. <laughs> But Paul comes up and gives me a from behind bear hug, having no idea that my back was hurting and I couldn't feel my legs. Like legs dropped out and he goes, and, and in my ear, he's going, you're joking, right? And I'm like, no, Paul, I can't, I can't feel my legs. And I'm crying oh, thinking, oh my God, Paul paralyzed me and he's never going to forgive himself for paralyzing. I'm worried about him, not about the fact that I may not have no legs anymore. I'm worried about and him. What were you worried about? I hugged you, and all of a sudden you went dead weight. Yeah. And so I'm hugging you. You're dead weight. And now I'm holding you because I'm behind you. I can't see your face. Yeah. I can't see what's going on. I thought you were just teasing me and kidding around. Yeah. And so now you're dead weight. I'm like, I can't hold you forever. Like, and so I'm, I'm saying, Tim, now, in addition to all this, it was in the basically during an event, hundreds of people are around us mm -hmm. and that had no idea what was going on. And yet it was loud enough. I couldn't like hear you properly as to what was. So you're not facing me. You're facing away from me. Yeah. I can't see your face and I can't hear you. Mm -hmm. All I know is you're dead weight in my arms right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting scared by the second. Yeah. And well, I don't know. He, you, you go yelling for, hey, somebody get me a chair real quick. But 
And then he sat with me. Uh, we got me moved as soon as we I could walk. We moved me off the floor away where people couldn't see me. And Paul, the whole time, I, 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 that was the first time I ever seen tears in Paul's eyes. Because again, all I'm thinking about is my buddy Paul is going to be upset if he paralyzed me. He's thinking, yeah. oh my God, I hurt my friend. I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and so here's where, where I was, I was coming up and joking around and the idea and, and that a joke and we, we've seen it, we've heard stories, you know, oh, you know, one misstep and your life changes. Mm -hmm. And I was just joking around, you know, giving you a big hug like we normally would do. Only this time in my mind, I'm, it, it was a misstep. All of a sudden, you're you're seriously hurt, mm -hmm. and and I couldn't. I was in a space where I wasn't able to really uh, compose myself. Yeah, uh, it it burned, mm -hmm. and by the time we got you backstage, I, I held it kind of together while we were in um, emergency mode. I'm pretty good at that. Mm -hmm. uh, some training from years ago. Uh, and so emergency mode, I get into action mode and I get take, take care of the task. Mm -hmm. Once you were in the back and you were sitting down and we were in a quiet space, I don't know whether you remember, but all of a sudden I started bawling. Yeah. Like it was like uncontrollable tears flying. And even now I'm talking about it. I'm getting, um, still, yeah. getting all. It's still, I still remember the incident, and it was, it was. Oh, but yeah, but that cemented. I think that was a cementing point to our relationship. I don't think you can ever break the two of us up as friends ever again because of that point. Yeah. That being that. said, I want to transition this into how you help people. <laughs> yeah, and, and because now people are going to try. I think in that this is you guys are going to understand how much of a person. Paul really is when he helps you, not just, I mean, this is an emotional thing between friends, but imagine that's someone who cares that much to want to help you in business. Now you see why I said he's the man who makes goobers. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and what's interesting is, is that that approach is how I, one is the experiences that we've talked about make me a better coach. Yeah. Um, I've experienced a, a ton um, everyone looks at me and it's the optimism and it's the happy go lucky. And it's the, it's that everything's going to work out, trust the process and let's go for it and build abundance. Mm. What, um, Band of hey, hey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey what, Band of brothers. Uh, what I, what I've experienced is that, that, uh, man, that there's been hard times. There's been stuff that's happened to me. There's been a background of, of pain and, and suffering from early on. And I bring it forward and I am a coach mm -hmm. from those experiences. I've also been an entrepreneur for the last 34, 35 years now. Mm -hmm. And that really has helped because, so my center is coaching small business and entrepreneurs. And every one of my students, every one of my clients, their family, Mm -hmm. And now more than ever, my, my clients are really um, have seen that because it, it's when there's challenge mm -hmm. that I come forward. They all knew that they were family only like I've been giving all my all my students extra time, extra hours of, of time with me one on one times. 
just because they need it now. Yes. They, they're, they're in in want of that extra love and attention and care because they're running scared or they could be. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and I was, I've got a team of coaches as well that I've trained and work with. And we were talking the other day and the, the high point of our life or the high point of our days right now is talking to our students because they've all been trained on how to really look at the positive side, how to pull the power from within them and face all the challenges head on rather than hiding or complaining or whining about it. Mm-hmm. And so our high point of the day is talking to the people that have been trained with like mindset yeah. that have that approach to life and to the world that makes them powerful and leaders now rather than people that are hiding and scare and fear. Mm-hmm. And that's what I coach on mm-hmm. is how do you tap into your inner power to create even at the worst of times, to, to actually build abundance when everything else is dark and, and bring in that bright light to make it so and to create it from the inside out because we all have that power. Yeah. Can, we all yeah. have that ability. Can I can I tap into that? You know what I mean? We all have the inside and you finding it out and tapping into the inside. What started you yeah. to be an entrepreneur? Ooh. Um, I've been a Maverick. Uh, Maverick is a brand, yeah. uh, as you know, and it, it came came about when pretty much when I met you. Mm-hmm. So about six years ago now, we switched to the Maverick brand. However, it, it defined me, which is why I latched onto it and hugged it so tightly now, and it's me. Um, I've been a man my whole life. Um, a little bit uh, anti-authority, uh, counterintuitive in my approach. Um, always when people say go left, I'm looking right, and always been that way. Mm-hmm. And so from early on, I, I had a always had a group of highly intelligent people that were going the traditional route and I'd be the one to give them a little spice of life mm-hmm. and a little bit of something different and a little bit of something special, even when I was in college. And, um, and I, and then I had people that were around me that inspired me. Mm-hmm. I had one gentleman that was fascinating. My, uh, Father was a doctor, and I worked in his office my whole high school and college career. And there was a salesperson that came in the office that every time he was in there, he had something new that he was presenting, something new he was connected with. He had deals going all the time. And and I always looked at him like, wow, how cool. Like it was always something new, always something different. And he always seemed to be on top of his game, always seemed to have things under control. And that guy really inspired me to, to say, hey, I want to be him when I grow up. Mm. And so I was in college. And this is a funny story because I did. I latched onto him. And when I came, it was my senior year before uh, graduating from college. And during the winter break, I caught up with him. And I said, Hey, you know, uh, I'm graduating, you know, what are you doing? And he said, I just started a business, started this new company, would love for you to come on board. You'll, you'll be our, one of our key salesmen and I'll work with you and develop you. Great. 
So here I am, senior in college, had a sales, straight commission sales position all lined up. And th this was with a guy that I idolized, a guy that was a role model. And so I kicked back. What do you do in college? Man, I, I kicked back. Now I'm the true maverick, right? I, I didn't go for any interviews, didn't have to go for any, put together a resume, didn't have to do any of that. I kicked back and relaxed. I had it made, I had a, had a job already. I get back, I graduate, get back home, and I gave myself a day or two to just rest up a little. And then I called them and said, hey, I'm ready to start working. Uh, yeah, well, uh, the company's in chapter 13, chapter 11. Uh, there's nothing here. We're closing up. <laughs> that was the start of my maverick history. So all of a sudden, I'm a college grad, didn't put together a resume, didn't practice any interview process, and I've got no job. No. I instantly, I talked to this guy, and he said he couldn't bring me on. He was closing up shop. Uh, however, he recommended me to a couple people in the industry. And I went on three interviews and got three job offers within within three days. Mm -hmm. uh, really massive action. It's what I teach to this day. Massive action. You want to accomplish something, go after it with a gusto and, and don't sleep till you get it done. And it will give you results. And that's what I did. And so I'm 21 years old. Massive action. Got everything done, resume, get it over there, got the interviews done and got positions offered to me. And I ended up taking a straight commission position with one of the major competitors. And I asked the guy, like, this company seems to have, they're paying me the highest. They have everything together. They're one of the largest privately held home care equipment companies in the country. What's What am I missing here? Why shouldn't I go and work for them? And he said, well. They may be a little shady. So all I can tell you is you're going to do well. It really will have nothing to do with you. And just keep your nose clean, your ears and eyes open, and go for it. Mm -hmm. All right. Good advice. 21 years old, go to work for this company. Just keep your mouth shut, your ears and eyes open, nose clean, A-OK. -okay. One year later, they were indicted for Medicare Medicaid fraud. Rudy Giuliani, this was he was the attorney general in New York, and this was his pet project. These guys, three owners, absolutely crooked as the day is long, absolutely connected as well. For all those in the Northeast, you may know what I'm talking about. And it's uh, and they were closed down. Now, all of a sudden, I went from, okay, I was doing well. Within six months, I had hired my best friend to work with me because I was doing so well in straight commission. And now, nothing. Now, they closed the doors. The mm -hmm. feds came in, cleaned up all the, the, the file cabinets, took all the computers out, and we closed down. What do I do? I have always looked for opportunity and people have, have identified me as an opportunist. And sometimes that hasn't been said in the best of light. I can tell you only I know it works and really look for opportunity. There always is one. Mm -hmm. And right now in this day and age and what's going on, there's opportunity abundant right now for you to take advantage of. Mm -hmm. So I found opportunity, realized that, 
the company was one of the largest privately held companies in the nation. Mm -hmm. And it closed its doors like overnight. I was a salesperson. Were there other people like me? Yes, a bunch of them. To this day, I don't understand why they didn't do what I did. I put together a company within two weeks, had a brand new company put together with marketing material, logos, flyers, everything put together and hired the top seven salespeople, recruited the top seven salespeople of the company that was now defunct. Mm. And they all started reporting to me. Wow. At 22 years old. Wow. It was, and I still to this day don't understand why they didn't do the same thing. The huge opportunity. Yet all these salespeople that needed a place to put their business. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, great. I'll be that person. Within within one month, we had a business rolling in. We did about six hundred thousand dollars in that first year. Wow, insane! And I was twenty two years old. It's finding opportunity in every situation when most people are running for the hills, where most people are burying themselves under the covers. Keep your head clean, keep your emotions in check and look on the horizon for where the opportunities are. There always will be one. And so at one, two, three, four, look for them. So, so Paul, I mean, you know, you found that to be the, the, um, thing that what turned you into being a maverick and being your own entrepreneur was there uh a you know in what you do now is there a mentor that you can look back on and go man that person said did maybe one sentence maybe uh uh advice is there one mentor you can point to and what is the advice he gave you yeah yeah i i've had several over the years um one in particular that really turned the the um Help me turn the the corner, if you will. Over the years, I had developed and and done fairly well as an entrepreneur, a small business owner. Mm-hmm. I had always developed businesses that got just so far, mm-hmm. just so far. There was always this invisible ceiling that I didn't recognize. I, I didn't know was there. I just knew as I looked back that every year, year after year after year after year. I made about the same amount of money. It didn't matter what I did. It didn't matter what new industry I went into. It didn't matter what new position or joint venture or strategic partner, or what, what opportunity I touched. The income level and the success was always about the same, not to move mm-hmm. for, for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, and I find that to be true with most most entrepreneurs, most small business owners, is that they reach a plateau. And it, whether it's comfort level, whether it's a certain amount of fear factors, anxieties for pushing the envelope, I reach that plateau. And so I was just getting started. And one of the things on a personal note that we haven't mentioned yet, mm-hmm. I not only have a passionate relationship with my wife, I also happen to have six children. And uh so for all of you that that's a shocker, it gets even more so. I've got three sets of twins. So six children, three sets of twins. And, and why is that so profound is that we had six kids under six years old. And when the last set were born, we went from a family of four to a family of eight in about 14 months. And 
so now my financial makeup had completely turned upside down. I had reached this plateau that I had been guiding, gliding along for about 10 years. And now all of a sudden, all my finances had gone crazy. Uh, uh, I had a family of eight to support. And I really had to kick my game up to create a new life for us and to sustain the lifestyle we had already started becoming accustomed to with a family of four. And so I started looking at what builds wealth, what, what is really going to create more. And so I started looking at real estate, started looking at, at different strategies for building wealth in small business mm-hmm. um, and really stepping up. What do I mean by that is getting clear with who I am inside, what was keeping me stopped and stuck and just breaking, looking to break through. Mm-hmm. During that phase is when I found a gentleman, Marshall Silver, and he's uh, somebody that I still turn to and go, wow, I I still learn from him, even though the learning I'm leaning on is training he gave me 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. I still reflect on it and go, oh, that's what he meant. Mm -hmm. And so it and what happened during that phase is that he helped me realize that I was playing small, A, that what was stopping me was my own internal chit chat, my own fears, blocks, and anxieties. And that all my focus on looking elsewhere, looking outside myself, looking externally for the reasons why I wasn't more was all yaya. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a facade that the real power and strength and the block was all coming from within. And that is, was so powerful for me. And to realize that, that I could, yeah. that once you decide and you realize that it is internal, you're the one, you're the reason, whatever you have in your life, you're the reason, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad, you're the reason. What is that? Statement, what is that statement they say? If it's going to be, it's up to me. It's up to me, <laughs> and it and it's not just in personal power. Like, oh, I'll just work harder. I'll that whatever's happening in your world, the way you show up mm-hmm. makes the difference in how what the results that you're going to get. Mm-hmm. the The attitude that you have when you show up your belief systems that you have as you're going through the process. All these things are key components that I teach on and train on and focus in on to help people come forward and show up with such power that they, they are destined to succeed in whatever they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Then we fill in the gaps with all the details on how to run a business, how to structure, how to sell, how to how to organize, how to delegate, how to leverage all those all those other things. But man, it starts internal. Yep. And and I learned that I had the power that I could just had to step into it. Yep. How how Paul has that affected your training? Because now you're training people in the same way. Oh my gosh. Uh, it, it, you know, everything that has followed and, and I'm going back, I've been a coach now for somewhere around 15 years mm-hmm. and it's really been an, a powerhouse journey. I'm living a life that I never thought 
I never imagined I would live. I never imagined that it was within me to have this life. And I stepped into a arena of millionaires, multi, multi, multi millionaires and went, wow, what's this? Not knowing that that world even existed. Mm -hmm. I was making about $100,000 a year. We had a good life that gives you enough money to go out to dinner once in a while, go on one vacation a year and, and live fairly comfortably until you have six kids. Then you've got to step up a little. And what I learned is that I could, that the difference between that multi-multi-millionaire and me, there wasn't any difference. Like they weren't more intelligent. They weren't better looking. They, 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 they didn't have more opportunity or more resources. It just was they had decided that they could. Mm -hmm. And then they did. And so now I teach the same lessons and then some, I do have a background in psychology. I have been certified in hypnotherapy. I have been certified in neuro-linguistic programming. I do uh, also uh, have 18 years experience in real estate investing and uh, was a mortgage broker and a realtor. And I have a large, uh, ran multiple different distribution companies, uh, done multi-level marketing for like 25 years now a lot of vast experiences and read and studied continuously for the last 35 years. Mm -hmm. And the understanding that it could all be applied and create the life that I wanted is a lesson that is worthy of repeating over and over and over again, because people need to hear it, that they can. It, is that something that you talk with a lot of your clients? Is the, the you can conversation in a lot of the conversations you have with your clients? Oh, like, it, it's like, like it, they're going through the same stuff. You yeah, through. It's the start and the finish. Like this week, I've been doing uh, Facebook Live every single day. And the start and the finish is all about this too will pass. Mm -hmm. That keep your head about you when others are losing theirs. That you can, you have the power within you to move through this and absolutely succeed, not just survive. You're able to thrive right now. How do you do that? Let's start with just understanding you can and then repeating it over and over again, because that really helps that, that affirmation for programming yourself. Mm -hmm. And once you have that positive mental attitude, now you're, you're actually smarter. They've done tons of studies on this. Smile, have a positive mental attitude, believe you're happy and you will be smarter. You'll be more influential. You'll be able to engage with people at a higher level mm -hmm. by, by 30, 40% more than you would be having the other attitude. So it's not just, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm not one to go, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just go. There's absolute science behind what we're talking about here mm -hmm. and a way to apply it that is strategic to explode everything that you're doing. Mm. Wow. So at this point in time, I mean, you said it earlier, you're kind of doing an awful lot of conversations during our current crisis we're going through in America and, yeah. and around the world. An awful lot of spending an awful lot of time one on one with your clients. Hey, let me help you. Are you doing that right now? Oh, it, it, it's it's every day, yeah, every day. And I opened up to my upper level students uh, more time with me, whatever they need. They can reach out and and lean on me. 
and we're absolutely doing more and more for all the people that we meet and uh, being here with you. Uh, we're doing a ton of these type of interviews uh, because we, A, can, we have the power, the time, the authority to be able to do it. And it's, it's so important now to reach out and to make sure that everyone's okay. Yeah. Because um, uh, people don't have the tools that, that we have to be able to do what we do. So speaking of people who don't have the tools, Paul, uh, there's a lot of people on this call today, uh, you know, who are already watching it in the recording who may yeah. wish they had the tools. Do, do you have an opportunity for them to, to reach out to you or do you have, uh, you know, events coming yeah, up on schedule? What do you have? Tons. And uh, so we've got events and, and in this day and age, there's events scheduled and we'll see when we can all show up for them. Uh, and so we usually have, I do boot camps um, about five, six times a year. We actually were on track to do eight boot camps this year. And uh, so we had reached the height and now we had to cut back on a couple of them. Only we're still going to get in a, a ton over by the fall of this year and even the summer. So everybody will have access to that and we'll be able to reach out to everybody for those. In addition to that, right now, one of the major components that I'm finding is stress management and, and understanding, keeping control of your mind, as well as what are you doing with your time mm -hmm. and time management, time prioritization is really key right now. Um, so many people are in position that they're not used to. I'm used to working from home. You're used to working from home. Yep, All yep. so many people are not used to working in the environments that they're in. And, and even the ones that were, they, they still need these lessons. And so I put together a great, great um, uh, pieces of information, really key step for you to apply in your time management and getting control of your time right now. Mm -hmm. So you can take the most advantage of the time that's being allotted to you. Mm -hmm. And that's really key. And so if you go to uh, get your maverictime.com, getyourmavericktime.com. And in there, there's going to be a ability, you're going to be able to download a, um, a paper I wrote and a documentation on really step-by-step -step process on how to get control of your time, how to get control of your day, how to really get clear so that you're getting more done in less time. Mm -hmm. Who here wants more time in their day? This is how to get it. Yeah. And we've got some other tools and everything that is going to come along with that, that you're going to be able to access and just some great stuff. So connect with that. And when you do that, we're also going to give you opportunity to come and talk to me along the way. So when you opt in for that, realize, uh, uh, I think it's the next day we'll be offering up the ability to be able to speak to me and totally none of this is charged. None of this is there a dollar amount connected to it. You're able to get tons of information, tons of access to me in this day and age uh, without any charge whatsoever. So it's almost uh, like provided something for him to say, Hey, let me help you get to where you got to go. When you get yeah. out of this, maybe then yeah. you might want to take it to the next level. Yeah. And that's where, you know, and, and I know you have that same heart and so yeah. do I, and, and what's going on now we're, we're, uh, we're in a space that we're going to be okay. We're, we're going to survive this and, and do just fine. And there's so many people that, that, aren't or that are in a space where they don't know how. And so right now there's huge opportunities for, for me to be able to stretch myself and help more and more people. 
Mm-hmm. And for them to stretch themselves to grab hold of the resources that are available that they never would have had access to some of these pieces of information before this. Mm-hmm. And so take advantage of what's going on now that these things are available that they normally wouldn't be. Yeah. And um, uh, so, I'm here for you. Yeah. So repeat that website one more time for the, for the audio version, those people who can't see it on the yep. screen. <laughs> yeah. Your Maverick time.com get your maverick time.com and go in there and you'll get a free download on maverick time getting control of your time management and uh, then we'll be in touch and doing more and more together as well so huge opportunities on the backside so so paul i like to kind of wind things down here and i have a little game i like to play at the end of my podcast do you like games don't you I will say every time I've known you that you say I've got a little game, I've learned to be warned. Right? Just, so <laughs> that was your warning. I'm ready for you. Yes. <laughs> so my game is called This or That, Paul. And I like to give a couple, about, about seven random questions, and you just get to answer them. Some of them are fun. Some of them are kind of a little bit to know about you. So here okay. we go. I'm all ready. Island getaway or city penthouse? Say that one more time. Island getaway or city penthouse? Oh, I I like both, only my go-to is the island getaway. Mm-hmm. And I will say I do mastermind meetings on, on islands all around the world now is what I do. And I, I always tell people, I joke, it's like, why do I bring my mastermind group to an island like this? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, well, it's good for us. It's fun. It's this and that. And I say, no, no, because I like it. And if I'm going to spend another week doing work, I may as well pick a place that I love to do my work in. And so we spend uh, probably a month, a year on islands all around the world and just chilling. Cool, cool. So how about this one? Spring or fall? Spring or fall. I love, uh, I like both. Um, spring I like because it's it's uh, summer and we open up the pool and everything's great. However, I've always loved fall like in my heart and soul. Uh, I was a, uh, and it goes way back when I was a kid. I was a soccer player when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. soccer season is in the fall, and it meant we got to go outside and play more soccer and have games and some competition. And, and yeah, and I love that that season because yeah. of that, too. It's a fun time, so, so. How yeah. about How about East Coast or West Coast? Oh, I'm, I'm uh, let's see. I'm an East Coast person, if you could not tell. I grew up in New York City, uh, cut my teeth cold calling in Midtown Manhattan. So you want to know sales and negotiations? Yeah. Man, that there's no better uh, learning ground than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like vacationing on the West Coast. However, living, yeah, East Coast is still my heart. Okay. Red pill or blue pill? Oh, always the red pill, baby. (laughs) I I knew you were on that one. (laughs) I warn my students, I I bring you down a rabbit hole. Are you sure you want to go? Because life will never be the same again. Yeah. 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 This next one's kind of a simple one. Beer or wine? 
Uh, beer, actually. Um, I think you and yeah. I have had a lot of beers together. So, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Another simple yeah. one hamburger sure. or taco? Hamburger. Hamburger. I'm actually, again, Northeast. Yeah. We're, it's not the home of the taco. Yeah. So these last two I have, all right, this next one could create wars if you have it right now. And that is toilet paper, under or over. Um, uh, def definitely over. Don't understand under. Absolutely. And yes, we have it. One of the big advantages of having a large family is you always stock up. <laughs> toilet paper so when the travesty happened here oh my gosh i went short of toilet paper i was like i could probably open up a store we had a couple cases it, it was it was perfect so i gotta tell you the best answer to that this week was someone i introduced you to was cammy baker cammy yeah. response to that goes if i'm dating a guy and i go to his house and it's under i switch it over and i'll do that two times if i have to go back and do it a third time i'm breaking up with him Everyone's oh, yeah. got their limits with relationships, you know? know. Just I, now we know hers. Yeah. Cammy has Cammy has now been quoted on every podcast this week from that one statement. Yeah. Here's the concern is that her the next person that she dates is gonna be able to fake her out. And that that's never good. Yeah. You know, be careful of putting all your criteria out there. Yep. So last one, boxers or briefs. Uh, briefs. Yeah, okay. See, it wasn't that hard of a game. All the time. No, we're we're good. We're <laughs> real good. Yeah. So, great questions. Fun yeah. stuff. Paul, it's been great having you on the show today. All right. One more time, tell them that website that they can get a hold of you. Get your maverick You'll get downloads, you'll get free stuff there, and really help you out in how to get control of your life in this mayhem that you may be living in right now. Yeah. Well, guys, that's the wrap to another broadcast. All right. The Tim Gillette Show. Thank you, Mr. Paul Fink, for coming in here today, spending some time with us. All right. Go find him out at getyourmavericktime.com. And uh, we'll be back with another episode real soon. Until then, we'll see you later. Bye. It's been a pleasure, guys. Take care.